0: Welcome to the Birding Life Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm your host on the podcast where you discover birds and the birders that pursue them. The Birding Life is proud to be associated with Swarovski Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars, and spotting scopes, as well as the Bird Lasser bird logging app. Spot, plot, play a part. Download and install the app to play your part in social conservation. The Birding Life is a lot more than just a podcast. It's a multi-platform resource to connect birders with each other, amazing locations, the best resources and obviously where to find amazing birds. Head on over to our website www.thebirdinglife.com and be sure to sign up to our newsletter on the site so you do not miss out on any of the exciting things that are coming up. Be sure to follow this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on and please take some time to rate and comment on it. This is episode 24, and tonight's guest is one of my personal birding friends. Someone that has birded with me for much of my birding journey. A birder from my own area. Setum Biso, blessing, Majoka. He's going to chat all about his journey from botany to birding. Tell us about how growing up in a rural area has shaped him as a birder today. Chat about some awesome KwaZulu-Natal birding spots, as well as some cool stories about some birding trips he has been on. Okay, so... I want to welcome Blessing Majorka, my one of my good friends. Um, done a lot of birding trips together, and often go birding together. It's good to have you on the show, finally. I know we've been speaking about this for a long time, but we've just never had the equipment. So I want to
1: welcome you to the show. Thank you very much, Adam. Uh, thank you very much uh, to the listeners. It's good to have you to have me on the show.
0: So, Blessing, um, you know, you know, obviously we've we've been birding for the last two, three years together, very often, and that kind of thing. And I've heard a bit of your story. How did this Passion for birds start, you know where did it start? I know you were you're probably sure a little bit now, but you're into botany before. How did that passion for botany become a passion for birding?
1: At one stage, I was a volunteer guide at the Devon Botanical Gardens. and as you have said, I was more into botany. Uh, actually, what we were doing there is we were taking school kids around and it so happened that I met this lady. Uh, by the name of Miriam Mitchell. Uh, she was uh, a member of Bird Life Port Natal Club. And she is the one who introduced me into birding. I still remember very well that my first outing with her was at Umgeni Waterworks. So basically, she is the one who introduced me to bird watching.
0: And then you spoke about
1: how the job you're in right now how you actually got that job because of a bird call. Oh, yes, yes, that's very true. It it so happened that uh, at one stage, I was asked by my manager then uh, to um, a meeting that was held in uh, Silver Glen Nature Reserve with traditional healers. And they asked me to go and do translation there. And while we were having a meeting or while we were in a meeting, I heard this bird that was calling outside. Then I stopped the meeting and asked the manager of the reserve uh, what bird that was calling, what is the bird that was calling outside. And uh, eventually he told me that it was the olive sunbird. And uh, after that, I thanked him. And after that, we carried on with the meeting. And... About three years later, he came looking for me to tell me that yeah, there was a job that where he will need to apply because of that incident that happened.
0: Yeah, so I just, I just think for those who are listening, I know people tune in from all around the world, just to add a bit of context, Silver Glen is a reserve that's just south of Durban and KwaZulu-Natal. And Blessing, where whereabouts are you based, just for the, the sake of the listeners? I mean, there's listeners from around the world, around the country. Whereabouts are you based? So uh, you know people know when we talk about the areas, the birding areas. We you know it gives a bit of context.
1: Okay. Um, at the moment, I'm working for a municipality. Uh, I'm based at Amans-Mtoti Bird Sanctuary, uh, which is in the south of Devon. I work there as a field ranger.
0: You spoke. We started speaking about your your passion for botany, and I know in regard you you still go to botany. I know you still you there's a Someone you help? What's the story? Someone you help with the botany? You still do uh, some trips in that?
1: Yes. uh, I've had good relationship with a friend of mine, David Stiles. Uh, Many people will know him. He's a very well-known botanist uh, around Devon. Uh, I still go out with him, you know, to do trips, you know, out in rural areas to see if we can find, you know, uh, plants that are becoming extinct or rare species. Uh, we travel all over KZN, Eastern Cape, all those provinces. And yeah, he's the one who's been mentoring me, you know. I've been learning a lot from, from him uh, when it comes to uh, plant species.
0: And then having a background where you love plants and trees and that kind of thing, and you know, when I go out with you and it's really great because a lot of the trees and the plants that I have no idea what they are, it's just uh, uh, a stick with leaves in it and you know what it is. You know, how how do you feel that botany background in terms of plants and trees and that, how do you feel that that has helped you as a birder?
1: It, it has helped me a lot. Uh, it, 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 it Actually, it makes my life very easy. Because uh, in every plant species, somehow you can associate it with uh, a bird uh, species because uh, for an example today i was looking at uh, this tree that has red flowers and telling the guys that i was with that it's it's shortia brachypetala so by looking at that plant i know very well what to expect uh, obviously because uh, of the nectar that the plants uh, the plant is, is is providing surely you will associate that with sunbirds obviously um, that nectar will also attract insects so there will be insect eaters as well so it helps to have the background of of plant species because it makes your life easy by saying okay because now this tree is flowering so this is what i'm going to expect so there is a relationship between birds and plants because birds survive with plants and then also you
0: know, a lot of times we we've gone birding in in rural what we call rural areas in South Africa. Um, we've I mean, we found some really great spots which we'll talk about just now in in the interview. You know, there's a lot of times you've spoken about when you grew up and you spoke about some of these areas and we'll go through and say, No, you used to go to school here or this. You know, how do you you feel that growing up and and having that that Experience in these areas, and you know, how do you feel that that is, has got you to where you are right now as, as, as a birder and just, just your love for nature in general?
1: Wow, um, that's a very interesting question because I, I I believe if I didn't have that background of growing up in rural areas, I would not be where I am today. By the way, I was born in uh, Umlazi, which is. Uh, the township which is in the south of Devon, and uh, when I was going to do my standard four, uh, my mother allowed me to go and stay with my father in Umzindo, which is in deep rural area uh, inland of, of Umzindo. And uh, walking to school, I used to walk two hours uh, in the forest so that is when i started you know uh, realizing that there is happening that there's a lot that is happening around you uh walking in the forest for two hours going to school and that is where i developed the interest of of nature because i was seeing things that other people don't see for an example i mean changing of seasons you will see when the leaves are shed by trees, you will see the grass is turning brown. Oh, okay, it's going to be winter. And those rivers that have been flowing are, are drying up. And change of the season again, you know, you see things are changing right in front of you. So that developed that interest for the love of nature within me. Uh, I'm so grateful for that opportunity to go and stay uh, in, in that area. And very, very, very grateful to my mom who gave me that opportunity. And then and you, who have been the
0: people as as a birder? Like, you know, oftentimes we have very famous people on the show and very famous birders on the show. And it's great to get to, to speak to those people. But a lot of times the real heroes of birding are people that might never get to be on this podcast, people that have maybe never written a book but have just poured into and invested into the lives of other birders through bird clubs and just through different outings. Who are the people that have... Into you? Who are the people that you look up to as a birder?
1: Sure, that's a very difficult one. But um, I took my hat off to the gentleman, Dr. Hamish Campbell, who is one of the birders who took me on a trip. I think we went to Vernon Crooks. You know, he is a person whom. I looked up to I know you would um travel to Vernon Cross almost every week uh, to look for 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 birds but there is quite a number of them you know uh I have met uh, wonderful people along al- along the way you know it, it's 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 very difficult to mention each and every one of them because they they they, they they're too many but honestly 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 um i've had i've met uh, people who are very interesting and who are willing to share information uh with me but one lady uh, that came to my mind uh, uh nurse, i think she's the secretary of a uh, bird life is in pet club in nicea yes 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 she is she is the one who revived the interest of bird watching uh, years after I had met Miriam Mitchell.
0: So so let's ask you a question. Um, uh, Pat Nurse was actually someone that came to mind and if I go on the Atlasing Records in our area and a lot around KZN you see Pat Nurse's name all over. You know, she's like, I've never met her personally but she's almost, you can see, is a legend in, in birding, especially in our community and our area. So what, what was it, do you, in your opinion, that you you feel made Pat Nurse an amazing birder Because, you know, it's always good to learn from other people. You know, when you, you think of someone, let's just use her as an example. We could put a lot of the other examples there, but you think of someone like Pat Nurse, what was it that inspired you about the way she approached birding?
1: You know, um, Pat Nurse was very peculiar, or is very peculiar in her way. Um, you know, she's very enthusiastic about what she does um, she is willing to, to, to help you know you grow as a birder uh, I remember when she brought me a, a book um, that, that made birding very simple so she was uh, more than willing to assist me you know to, 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 to understand birding so and she is a very environmental conscious person, uh, as you have said. You know she's she's outlasting a lot, uh, very much involved in her community and, and in nice Naisna. So she has inspired me. Uh, you know when we went out on these uh, uh, walks with 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 her, I uh, I got inspired of the knowledge that she had about birds. And uh, a lot of traveling that uh, she has done, and uh, it it really really inspired me. Mm.
0: I think I think one thing I've 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 known about know about you is um. You've been birding for a shorter time period than a lot of people that would be listening to the show, but your knowledge of birds and your 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 knowledge of the environment around you is amazing. What what do you think are the things that have have helped you to grow? as a birder over the, over the time, which have got you to the place where you are. Because I think if I compare you to some other people that have maybe even been birding for longer, you've really grown at this very fast rate. What is it that you feel that has helped you to grow as a birder? And, and I make it practical for people out there, maybe someone who's just starting or birding, who says, I'd like to grow. What, what practical advice would you give?
1: Well, I think the, security, uh, the secret with uh, birding is, is, is one thing. You have to go out... Be in the field, observe what is happening, and give yourself time to be out there. My secret is that uh, I I go out a lot. You know, I hardly spend time at home, most of the time out there in the field. And that helps you grow as a person. And also to hook up with other guys who've been there in the field for longer. Uh, People who will share information and knowledge that they have so my philosophy is that you meet people who has been there and you learn from them uh, so if you don't give yourself time to go out on these walks to attend the 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 the, the presentations you, you you won't get the knowledge that that you want but if you make an effort to i mean dedicate yourself in going out there uh, be in the field and learn from other people that helps you grow as a person.
0: I think you. I think one thing through spending time with you and when we go birding together, you have a real, a real hunger for knowledge. You, you know, where somebody would see something and say, oh, I don't know why that is," and walk away, you will stay a bit longer and try and figure out. You'll try and figure out why that's happening. You know, if you don't know what that plant is, you get your phone out, you take a photo of it, and you send it to somebody. It's almost like you're not satisfied to just move on and not have the answer. You want you you have this hunger to learn.
1: Yes, you know it's 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 that's, you know, I I, I believe there is, is a reason for everything. So if you see something and okay, it's something, I mean that that, that that does not help you. But for the fact that you have seen something, you have to know why is it happening? You know, that, 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 that makes you grow uh, as a person. It enhance, enhances your, your, your knowledge. So I'm, I'm not a person who would look at something and say, oh, okay, I saw the tree with white flowers. It's, it's, it's important to know, okay, what, what does the tree attract or what feeds on that tree uh, or what it, it uses, you know, rather than to look at it and see that, okay, it's a tree. So, there is a reason for everything. You need to give yourself time to investigate or, or research about something that you see because it might, you know, come up very interesting. So,
0: as a, a local birder, we are based in uh, what we call the Sapphire Coast. It's just the south of Durban, um, up to about Skopra on the, the upper Natal, the quasi Natal South Coast. And a couple of spots that are really special, um, I don't think we'll get to all the spots, but two spots that you always talk about, and I want to brag about our local area now, so I think this is important. So the first spot is an area called Impicini Nature Reserve. And Nature Reserve, if we be honest on this um, episode, it's, it has lost a little bit of its former glory. It's not as, mm. um, uh, I know they used to have a treehouse there and a whole really great mm. accommodation. It's not up to where it was before, but... The birds at Impicini are amazing. Um, it's really a great birding spot. So can you true. tell us a little bit about the, the habitat at Impicini, You know what the habitat's like, as well as what, what species of birds one,
1: one can expect to see there? Well, um, that's very true item. Uh, I think uh, Impicini Nature Reserve is one of the reserves that is underestimated. Um, I don't think it, it gets the, the respect that it deserves. You know, m is is very interesting. Uh, if you are at m you will see at the entrance, there will be wetland habitat. If you go further in, you will see that it's made up of huge, huge trees. So that's a forest. Uh, you will see that there is a river that is running through the forest. That's another third habitat. And if you walk... Emperine, uh, you will see that right at the center of Mpicini there is an area that you can, even though it's not that big, but a, a grassland, a grassland area. So already I have counted four habitats, and it's it's such an amazing, amazing place to visit. I mean, surely you would get things like the green twin spot, the the, the half coloured. Uh, and the very interesting one is the scaly throated honeyguide mm-hmm. that is always calling there on those huge trees. So it's 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 an amazing place to visit. And also Narina Trogon. You do get the Narina Trogon as well there. So it's 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 a very interesting place to visit. Very underestimated place unfortunately. And you also get the, the Nasna Turaco there. Yes, 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 you you get the Nazna Turaco. Actually it's the southernmost part. Where you get the Narina, I mean, so the um, the nice naturako. You don't get it on the southern side of the Umkomazalev River. So Impisini acts as the boundary. Okay, oh, the most northern boundary. It's, it, uh, sorry, the most northern boundary. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry about that.
0: No, uh, and then. Um in terms of the, habit- the the habitat is it is it indigenous or is it a lot of alien vegetation you know is it ha- is it mostly indigenous um, forests and habitation yes yes
1: yes it's 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 very indigenous it's very indigenous obviously yes you do get um, uh, plantations around it but Impishine itself is 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 very indigenous
0: and then you were speaking about a couple of weeks ago you got the pygmy kingfisher there
1: oh yes i had seen it last year uh, then i went there uh, to check if it had arrived uh, back because I had seen one at Umlalazi uh, at um, Tunzini. and uh, fortunately when I got there there it was, in a minute to get a photo of it
0: And then, um, you know, two special birds I know, I mean I've seen people on their life list they haven't got them the, the one of the first ones is, which is quite a to species, spotted ground thrush you spoke about a couple of weeks ago you got spotted ground thrush there and another one, which, which are, you know, I know we get them at at, um, at the bird park, but another you know, sought after of species of many people is, is the uh, mountain wagtail.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, actually, when I went there, I, I, I was looking for this half-collar that has been invading me or that has been running away from me for a long time uh and i had some scratching i looked around and there was the uh, spotted ground thrush and it was not one it was three of them <laughs> and i could not believe it um uh, I, I was so excited you know to see them you know in one spot three of them actually it was the first time to see about three of them in in one area yes um there's, there's a lot that you would get there uh, I, I i wish people would visit that area often. But uh, again, I always I give uh, advice that if you're going to go to Impicini, you let us know so that mm. we will be there, you know, for security reasons.
0: I think if they come to Impicini, you can take them Impicini in the morning maybe somewhere else in the afternoon and Max is in the afternoon and Max is in a Yes, eh
1: <laughs> yes yes yeah, okay we can organize that you know? <laughs> if you come in the morning we do a walk and then later we can go to have lunch or, 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 or dinner at I don't mind you doing that you know so, so just tell
0: mm-hmm. us for the, tell us for the overseas listeners what is what is Shisa and Yama because that, that's what max is about so for the overseas guys, what makes Max's great? So I know this is not birding related, but, you know, for people that come to Durban, I know last, last year, I think it was, yes. uh, it was yes. the first time blessing to me to Max's, and it's an experience second to none. So I know it's not birding related, but a lot of people come down to KZN, and I think Max's is, is an experience. Am I right? What you know? Oh, tell yes. me about Max's. What is Shisa and Yama?
1: Okay, uh, Max's uh, lifestyle is, is, is a place that is situated in Umlazi, right at the entrance of, of the township. You know, they provide uh, shisanyama, as you were saying. I I think overseas, you know, like in America, they call it barbecue. Mm. You know, yes, yes. You get traditional food there. uh, You get shisanyama. There's live music that is taking place there. It's it's a very relaxed place, you know, to go to. Uh, There's a lot of vibe that is happening there. So it would be nice that, you know, after... Long day of birding, and uh, if you asked me to take you there, I wouldn't mind at all uh, because it's, it's one of the experiences that you need to experience about township life.
0: I, I, think, I think that's one thing that, that I love about birding. You know, it's, it's a lot more than just going out and seeing birds, and we've spoken about that earlier. You know, we've done trips to Coxstadt together and gone up Matatiel Mountain, um, got some really cool birds down in Matatiel, and you know people we've met we you know you showed up spoke about pat nurse earlier but it's not just that it's it's that going to get shisa and Yam at the end of the day it's and i think one thing i love about our area where where we are is it's you know coming down here and bird but there's so much more there's so much more to experience i mean i think when we go down for example we go to the what do you call them kama's valley uh,
1: Vula yeah
0: so we yes, go down there and and mm. the birding is amazing i mean you know, I think what people might not realize in here, and might think we're exaggerating, probably the most common bird down there is a gorgeous bushroke.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I mean, you right. hear, you normally yeah.
0: hear a gorgeous bushroke long before you hear a hardy dog. True, true. Gorgeous bushroke, olive bushroke. You know, we can just keep going on. And the birds you get down there, special birds, beautiful birds. But it's not just the birds. I mean, I've just got there, and sometimes there's no birds, and you're just on top of this mountain. Oh, yes. Sometimes there's a oh, yeah. peregrine falcon flying oh, or a yes. lantern falcon flying yeah. over, and you're just like... Wow, this is beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, it's no, it's 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 a beautiful area. Uh, there's a lot that you find around there. You know, just driving there. Sometimes you know you don't even have to see a bird. You know, just driving in that in that valley, and you hear birds that are calling. You know, that's that's so refreshing. You know, it's 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 distressing. That is what is good about birds because it even takes you to places that you never thought that you will ever go mm. to. You know, so yeah, yeah. That I mean, birding is is broad. It's it, it's very open. It it, it it exposes you to a lot of of, of areas.
0: I saw remember when we got to Cook The first thing remember we stopped the we stopped the car, accommodation. Remember right above the the accommodation there was the the sunbird. Sunbird, yes, right there. Sunburn, I mean, yeah. it was like I remember we just we spent hours I and mean, we walking around right at night and 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 just say how many snakes do we see there. <laughs>
1: I can't even remember how many, but it was so many of them. I've never seen so many snakes in my whole life in one area. Yeah, but uh, one thing that I must mention is thanks uh, for 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 you. I mean, thank you for cooking for me for the whole the trip. You know, but it it was a nice trip. You know, I must admit. You know, um, you know, we spent how many days there? It was three days. Three or four days. Yeah, three or four days. You know, it, it was it was it was uh, you know trip of my lifetime. It's it's one of the trips that I will never forget. You know. Uh, It was my first time seeing the black bush cap, you know, and, you know, a lot of birds that we saw there that I don't think that I would have ever seen if we had never uh, went to to, to Coxted.
0: And and I think also another spot uh, which blew
1: my mind was Matatiel Mountain. I mean, we got the the mountain mountain Pipit there. Yes, mountain Pipit that we saw there. Um, And that... um, Gennam's Bastard? Gennam's Bastard, yeah. Which was which was very good. Like, oh displaying. wow, yeah, yeah. Even though it did not allow <laughs> us to come closer, you know. But it was it was it was very nice, you know, going up there, and the view there up there is amazing, you know. Yeah, mm. I remember that cottage there by the dam. Sure. You know, uh, when are we going back there? I need to make a plan. <laughs> a.
0: And then and then the other place we What's the other place you went to uh, in in Kenny?
1: Yes, 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 we went to Enigenny. Oh what, wow. the short-tailed Pippet there. Short-tailed Pippes there, we saw the white cranes there another uh, another that, mm, yeah, yeah that we saw um yeah, yeah, no it's it's, it's 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 a very nice reserve, you know um you know I still wish to go back there uh, and it's beautiful. And then I
0: remember on the way back, which is which is always something which which I love doing. It's not just you know oftentimes people get in the car and I know certain birders. Um, they go from one place to another place and it's almost like you're going from here and then the destination's there. I mean, we we drive and (laughs) I still remember, funny story, driving past, just past Harding and near Harding, a, and Blessing says, hey, what, uh,
1: Southern Grand, Home Grand Hornbill? Hey, we yeah. stopped
0: the car. I've never <laughs> seen this before. We jump out the car. I think it was like horny doors or something.
1: <laughs> it was a spare wing, case. I still remember very well. You was just wing Chris along the road and, oh, sure. What a disappointment when it was not just uh, the, the, the Southern Grand um, Hornbill.
0: And then I remember we went to that little place by Franklin, I think it was, that little, oh, little wow. wetland. Oh, yes, and yes, got the pig,
1: yeah. pygmy goose there, and oh, there yes, yes, <sighs> it was the pygmy goose Yeah, there, there was a lot that was happening you know, um, but one thing that I, I remember about about if you go back to, to um, uh, you know, I remember how difficult I was trying to get the African crake uh, photo there because immediately they see you, they just fly away but a couple of months ago here in Umla's River canal, here are African cras, and you like taking as many pig as you want. you know <laughs> you, I was saying you you are peling so much you know when I was in Copit, but look now, I'm just getting them like you know it's an easy thing to do. While I know that it's not that easy
0: and in the last place I want to talk about quickly, I know we've yeah we've gone off track and it's been a lot of fun though yeah is mini Dam. Yeah. um it's I know a little bit of a secret we to go. To your son's house soon for Shisanyama there by son's house. <laughs> yeah. But tell us about the special place. It's a it's a spot, if you stay in a Mams and Todi, it's just outside of just just south of Mams and Todi. And it's a it's a hidden it's a hidden gem. It's and you know what what tell us about the habitat and again what species can be seen there.
1: Oh wow it's 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 a wonderful place. You know uh, I got to know this area through my mountain biking because it's 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 right there by my house you know it's 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 so beautiful when you're out there because there is a dam obviously as we have said you know it, it, there is a dam that is called Umnini dam around and it's a beautiful place you know to to visit you know because you get all the birds that you can think of things like the uh, the gorgeous bush that the, the bush that you mentioned the black crown chagra uh, i know when i mentioned this bit um, People from Joburg will think that, ah, I mean, he's talking about the red faced mouse bed. But, I mean, those are the birds that you would find there. And to me, I mean, it's one of the special birds that I can think of. You know, I I love those red faced mouse beds because they're not common around here. So you do get them down there. It's it's a very special place. And uh, also, uh, at one stage uh, on the dam there, I counted about 25. Birds, um, the gray crowned cranes. Sure. Yeah, you know, in in one spot, I mean, I mean that area is amazing. Um, I I have taken um, uh, or I have done walks in, in that area, and people loved it. You know, so it's one of the places that is very close to my heart. I I
0: think in closing, I think the one thing I've learned, and this has been a lot through birding with yourself, has been this, is that. You know, I, I would love to do travel to Kruger every weekend and to Wackerstrom mm-hmm. and all these places. Oh, we still owe you a Wackerstrom <laughs> trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's another yeah, story. But Yeah, big a, time, man. A, a lot of the a, a lot of the specials we see, I think probably 95% of our birding is local birding. Oh, yes. And just finding spots. Trip. I mean, myself and I'll pick, blessing myself, will pick him up on Friday morning. He'll pick me up. And we'll just go to a spot that's 10 kilometers from my house and just go, just go park in a grassland, drink coffee, eat rusks or biscuits, mm. and just mm. just look what's there. And, and there's been so many birds. So many, I mean, like literally, I mean, I know it's on the Rhine the, the neck. We get just, just down the road. I mean, I know it's, yeah. a lot of people get them all the time. But there's just so many special species that, you know, we've, we've managed to encounter without having to travel far. And I think for anyone out there, I think just, you know, do you, you know it's nice to travel. We all, yes, we all want to travel, but, that's true. you know, explore your local spots. I think there's a lot more around your area than you probably even realize.
1: You know, we honestly underestimate, underestimate you know, areas that are around us. Um, I mean, there is a lot. If you look uh, around, uh, if you give yourself time, as I was saying earlier, to, 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 to spend more time out there, there is a lot that you will find. You will be amazed. That you know, it's it's not about traveling far. Just around you, there's a lot of species that you, uh, you that you will find. So it's a matter of you know giving yourself time to go out there, explore. Give yourself time. You know, yeah, it's 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 plenty of species that you get there. Honestly, honestly, they are. But Blessing, I want to thank you for
0: coming on the show today. It's been great chatting to you. It's just been a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll do this again sometime. I'm sure we'll unpack some of the the sapphire coast spots a bit more we have got some really great spots i mean I, I we could talk here for another hour on some of the locations we got in the in on the sapphire coast but we'll you know we'll in a later stage have a chat a little bit more about some of the other spots and maybe yeah. do some video stuff and show some people some of the spots we go to but yes. i want to thank you for being on the show and it's been great chatting to you
1: thank you very much adam uh, thanks to the listeners as well thank you very much for having me on your show thank you
0: We are proud to be working in association with Wild Books to help get all the best birding resources into your hands at a great price. If you would like to support the Birding Life Project and the resources that we are putting out, please click on the link in either the comment section of this podcast or in our social media posts. Your support helps us to improve and hopefully make a bigger impact. Be sure to head over to our website www.thebirdinglife.com and check out all the exciting resources that we have on our website, including our exciting forum section to connect you with the world of birding, birders and exciting birds out there. Do not forget to follow The Birding Life on Instagram and Facebook. We really appreciate everyone that takes the time to interact with these accounts. Be sure to check out Bird Lassa and download the app on either iOS or Android and keep a life while playing your part in social conservation. As well as Swarovski Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars and spotting scopes. So until next time, be blessed and happy birding.